Hi there, fellow traveler. Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where we introduce you to the fascinating people and places behind each edition of American Road Magazine. I'm your host, Foster Brown. Butte, Montana may sit a mile above sea level, but some of the most interesting secrets of this rugged mining town are underneath its current streets. In this podcast, Bob McMurray, the owner of Butte Underground Tours, is going to tell us all about a level of history that folks were walking all over until it was recently rediscovered. Perhaps the most fascinating find of all, the Rookwood Speakeasy, was hidden behind the mirror. Join us for this modern-day Wild West treasure hunt in just a moment. Before we get to our interview, you're invited to celebrate Mardi Gras in Louisiana's Main Street communities during February 2012. For detailed information on all the Mardi Gras happenings in Main Street communities across Louisiana, watch for the events calendar at www.louisianamaintomain.org. Coming soon. By the way, if you like this podcast, be sure to visit us at AmericanRoadMagazine.com to preview the digital edition of our magazine. In our fall edition of American Road Magazine, we've been focusing on gangs and gang members and all sorts of interesting things that had to do with that early part of the 19th century. One big aspect of what went on in the early part of the 19th century was prohibition against alcohol. And there were things called speakeasies that grew up, which were the underground liquor establishments. And we talked about the Rookwood speakeasy located in Butte, Montana. Well, with us right now on the line is Bob McMurray, who is the owner and director of the Butte Historical Adventures. And Bob, welcome to America Road Trip Talk. How you doing? Bob, could you give us a little bit of a background on Butte, Montana, something about the history of the place? Well, 1864 is when they discovered gold. The gold played out. Shortly after that, in 1874, they found silver. And by 1880s, the copper is what made Butte rich and famous. Butte was supplying one-third of the world's copper by 1915. Wow. And Butte was also, by 1915, the largest city west of the Mississippi on the northern half of the country at one, a little over 100,000 people living here. Tell us a little bit about the geography out there, because it was pretty remarkable, too. We're a mountain community. We're a mile-high city, but we're surrounded by mountains on three sides, and the valley goes on out from there. I understand that the city had that boom period, but it has declined quite a bit. There's been a kind of a um, an exodus of people from that area, am I right? Yes. All of our underground minings have shut down, but we have uh, still have 14 of the old, what they call, gallus frames still standing. Bob, would you please tell me about the underground tours that you've organized around Butte? Well, Butte had... Butte at one time had a what they call a vaulted sidewalk system, which was a double-decker sidewalk. Wow. And we have found records of over 130 companies who operated out of the lower level. And the only way you could get into that business was to go down a set of stairs underneath the upper sidewalk and into that business. How, how did that how did that double-decker system come to be? It was because of population. That 100,000 people all lived within a five-square-mile area. It's amazing. All on the hill up here. <laughs> That's amazing. So in order to accommodate that many people and that small a space, it became a double-decker city. Yes. Then your tours are ways of getting into and seeing those two levels. Well, the underground starts out with a basic history class about Butte, the ride through the Rise and Falls, and then we go out and we go down into a, down a set of stairs 
underneath part of the upper level sidewalk into a barber shop that is more than a barber shop. It has a little surprise to it from the Prohibition era. <laughs> and it's how you have to get into it that is so unique. That is the Herber Barber Shop. Back before it became a barber shop, it was a courier service and they had a vault in there. Oh, I see. And you, in, you enter the speakeasy form of it's more what you would call a belly up to the bar speakeasy. Nothing really fancy. And you enter it through the vault. And do I understand that some of these things were discovered rather recently? Yes. Uh, the barbershop area down there was fire damaged in 1968 and a major fire that burnt buildings down adjacent to it. And the barbershop took a lot of extensive water damage in 1968. And the barber said, I've had enough, I'm done. And they sealed off the stairwell, because it burnt the stairwell going down there. Oh. The they still played over the stairwell until 2003. What, what? in 2003 is when the sidewalk started caving in. That then led to the discovery? Yes. Wow. This almost sounds like an archaeological dig happened in, in Butte. Yeah, it is. There's a lot of stuff that's been found that way. So, in fact, one floor was all through stuff that was found over the course of last winter. It developed a, a complete two-hour tour in history from the 1880s clear through the 1990s. Anybody have any idea it was down there? Well, they had ideas it was down there, but a lot of people had, had forgotten about it because it had been sealed off for so many years. I found a brothel, records of a brothel that nobody even knew existed. <laughs> but you go back into the 1884 maps, the building is listed as ladies' sleeping rooms. <laughs> <laughs> Slightly facetious, I'd say. <laughs> uh-huh. But the only way you could get into that building was directly through what was at that time the men's clothing store. They had their clientele handy, at least. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, my word. So what other things did you discover as you were digging through the uh, underground of Butte? We found graffiti from the... that we been able to backtrack, clear back to the elevator operator who was the operator in that building in 1941. We've also got into part of the old city jail, which was in operation until 1971, which is still intact. And the federal government closed it. They closed it because it was classified as a dungeon. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and indeed it was. So was that sealed up as well? Yeah, it was uh, shut down and sealed up. Basically, it was in the basement of the old courthouse. It quit being used in 1971, and just and the building was abandoned. How did you find the Rookwood Speakeasy? Well, I didn't find it. A gentleman named Mike Burns found it. He came down to take a mirror off the wall, and there was a whole wall, and they shined a flashlight through it, and <laughs> that's when it was discovered. Where was this that he uh, took the mirror off the wall? Come take the mirror off the wall was to take that mirror over someplace else and found out the mirror was a two-way mirror. And what was the building that it was in? It was in a building in the basement of the building called the Cell Building, which was an apartment building, but it was originally the Rookwood Hotel. What did he find as he, as he dug through there? Uh, as they got through there, there was uh, the bar, gambling boards, tables and chairs, and all sorts of different broken glasses and whatnot still in there. I understand that he discovered quite a lot, as you're saying. There was some beautiful mahogany paneling, am I right? Oh, yeah. All the woodwork in there is all mahogany. The bar is all mahogany. Scrolled arch ceilings. Griffins on the top of the columns. I mean, it was wow. very high-class. Trousel, marble floors. Wow. What was the restoration process like then? 
Uh, repairing walls and rewiring and lots of cleaning. We did no painting. The original paint and everything is still there. We're talking with Bob McMurray, by the way, who's the owner of the Old Butte Historical Adventures. Now, t- tell me about the different tours that you have then. We have four different tours now. We have the Underground City Tour, which takes you to the barbershop, the jail, and the speakeasy. Then we have what they call an East Tour that takes you to what we call the shady side of town. It takes you into a place called Tony's Tin Shop, which was an actual tin shop until 1945. And it was sealed off in 1945, and all of the original brakes, presses, and equipment are still in there. It is still owned by the grandson of the gentleman who ran it. And then over top of the tin shop, it was a brothel. <laughs> well, during its boom time, I imagine that business was doing very well as well. Yes. Butte at one time had a two-square block area that was nothing but brothels. There are only three of the original cabbage patch shanties still standing, the minor slum area from the 1890s. When they first got to town, that was the that was kind of your ghetto area of the time. When we bring you back to walk through the red light district, and then we go to the Chinese, we've worked out a deal with the Maywall Chinese Museum out here where we can take people into it. Do they have guides that are as knowledgeable as you? Yes. Uh, if they're not, they don't stay around. <laughs> uh-huh. So you need to have people who really know the history of the area and the significance of the things. And it sounds like all of you have a real passion for Butte, a real interest in the city. We have, uh, we have one guide who was a original homeboy here, born and raised here in Butte. In fact, his, his grandfather was a bootlegger here. <laughs> but he gets, he gets into the bootleg stories. You know? <laughs> ah, I love it. Well, it's a mile-high city, Butte, Montana. It sounds like a fascinating place to visit, just to see a city that was built in two levels, and some of those uh, double-decker aspects of the city of Butte still exist. And, Bob, you have got some interesting tours. So I want to thank you for being with us here on American Road Trip Talk and for giving people a kind of a peek behind the scenes at the fascinating city of Butte, Montana. Well, you know, Butte is the largest historical district in the United States now. Wow. We have over 6,000 buildings on the historical registry. And I, I guess thanks to a lot of people like you who have discovered those and have brought them back to life. Well, we're, we're trying. <laughs> Bob, thank you so much for being with me and for sharing about Butte. Minor Tear never said goodbye to somebody. They never never said goodbye. The saying what they would say was tapper light. Tapper light. What did that mean? It means that the miners back then would drill their own hole. They would take their hammer and chisel and they would drill their holes. Then they would pull their drill back out because they were do, drilling it by hand with the hammer, you know, hammer and twisting the drill. And after they got done, they would pull that drill bit back out of the hole that they drilled in the rock. They would take their dynamite, slide it up in that hole, and they would take a stick and push it up in there. Uh. When they get to the far end, it was tapper light. So they didn't blow themselves up. Tap on it lightly, in other words, so you didn't blow yourself up. Right. (laughs) Wow. Well, that's a great way to end our conversation, Bob. Thanks so much for being with us. All right. I hope you enjoyed this American Road Trip Talk. If you did, then you're the kind of person who should subscribe to the digital edition of our American Road magazine. You just go to AmericanRoadMagazine.com and click on our Preview Our Magazine tag. You'll get a nice sample of the digital layout and the opportunity to sign up for electronic delivery of our next issues. While you're on the homepage, you'll also be able to check out our blogs, trip suggestions, special deals, sweepstakes, and much more. You can even friend us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. (laughs) Till we meet again on the American Road for another Trip Talk, this is your host, Foster Brown, reminding you that the joy is in the journey.